Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this one is going to be just me going over some sports things. I'll tell you right now, it's just going to be all all college football. Uh, a lot of things have happened since last weekend where I did the live show with co-host Brad Miller and Coach West. And so this is going to be just me and my thoughts. I was able to get some of my thoughts in on there and then get it out here and there. But it's going to be just me. We're going to talk some college football, some Ohio State, which I'm very fired up about. And then we're going to talk about... You know, some head coaching changes. There's been some coaches let go. Some some are hired. Then we'll discuss who should be in the college football playoff, what they should do about it, and go from there. It's just going to be all college football on this one. Uh, before I get going, um, the Coach Steve Show podcast has joined with the Unhinged Sports Network. Very excited to join them. I have a live show there every Wednesday at 3 o'clock. Basically a new episode dropping there and then You'll also go on other platforms right after the Unhinged Sports Network. And while I'm talking about it, the Unhinged Sports Network was able to join and work with Fanatics.com. So please use the link on the social medias and the episode description. Use the link and go get any sports gear that you want. Um, anything at all. I know NBA starting, so people will get Chicago Bulls stuff. If you're in Illinois, get any type of stuff. They have everything. Lately, they've been having 60% off, so they'll have 40% off, 50% off. It's just crazy. Any sports team you can think of, they have the gear for you, hats, shirts, hoodies, jack- jackets, anything. So use the link in the description and go buy yourself something at fanatics.com. So just to get fired up, everybody knows that Ohio State had their last two. They, they had to cancel against Illinois a few weeks ago, so that kind of ruined one of their games because the Big Ten made a rule when they decided to come back and play football in order to get to the Big Ten championship that you had to play six games. And the Big Ten, it would only allow Big Ten teams to play each other. So if you had a cancellation, you couldn't go out and play anybody else. You had to play them. The Big Ten only had, I think, eight weeks to play their eight games. And they said you have to have six games to get to the Big Ten championship. Well, Ohio State, you know, one had to cancel against Illinois because they had some COVID cases. And then they had another game cancel on them, and then they had Michigan cancel on them, so they were only going to be 
They're 4-0 or 5-0 right now. I don't remember. I don't really care. I'm not a big fan of Ohio State. It's been very, very clear. Well, then, when it got shown that they, Michigan canceled, Ohio State wasn't going to have enough games playing the Big Ten Championship, have no shot of making the, the playoff. The Big Ten commissioners and everybody else like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. Let's meet and change our own freaking rules. Now, people have told me this before I get too fired up. The Big Ten came and met and they said, okay, we're going to change the threshold. There's no minimum games to get into the Big Ten Championship. Northwestern, I think, played all their games except for maybe one. And they've made it to the Big Ten title. Congratulations to Coach Fitzgerald and the Northwestern team. So they changed the threshold because I think it was going to be in Indiana going to the Big Ten Championship. So the Big Ten said, whoa, 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 hold on a second. So they changed the rules. No minimum games. Ohio State, you can go to the Big Ten Championship. And most likely, if they beat Northwestern, which a lot of people think they will, they're probably going to have a shot to go to the college football playoff. Now, the way the news article headlines were and the way it was presented was, oh, because it was Ohio State, they changed the rules, which is probably true. And people like me who got really fired up saying, oh, so they changed the rules because it's Ohio State. Now, I had some friends and some people say, you know, they changed it because it's about the money, which is true. So you can't really blame them. They're losing money. I don't know if people are losing money this year, but they're not getting the same money they were, you know, as they normally would. Um, At first, it was kind of funny. It's not funny when anybody gets COVID. But it was kind of ironic because Ohio State were, were wanted to play really bad. I'm not an Ohio State fan, and then this happened. So they're changing the rules for Ohio State, but I got told that you realize that they're undefeated, so it's not fair. They have a good shot to go to the college football playoff. The Big Ten gets money. Ohio State gets money. And they and Ohio State's a good team, don't get me wrong. I don't think they're as good as Alabama and Clemson and even Notre Dame, really. But they have a shot. I think Florida could beat them, too, but I'll get to that in a second. And they were like, oh, you know, they want the money. People are telling me that, and this and this, and it's not fair. And I said, okay, I get it. I had to take a step back. It just doesn't look good. The Big Ten tried to play hide-and-seek at the beginning of the year and say, oh, well, we're not going to play everybody else follow. The Pac-12 followed. You had your sub, non-Power 5 conferences. I kind of decide before that, but then the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 said, whoa, 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 we're going to play. And then the Big Ten was watching, and they're like, oh, it can be done. So they waited too long, then they wanted to try to say, oh, you only get eight weeks, and there was no wiggle room. It wasn't like, okay, here's a 10-week period, and within the 10-week period, you have to get eight games in. Since they, when they decided not to play, it was premature. But then it should be just stick with it, because then you put this, well, and what baffles me is that they weren't prepared for this. When did you think there wasn't going to be a cancellation? Did you think that you guys were just going to be really special and say, oh, there's going to be no no cancellations you had nothing prepared just in case something were to get canceled you were like you get eight weeks gotta get the six games in and it's gonna happen did you not see the big 12 had to cancel games did you not see that the sec's even had to cancel and move around games well not even really cancel they're just postponing them and then playing them later it just doesn't look good so as the big 10 when you came back to play it should have been okay here's the rules just like everybody else if you get a cancellation because another team has some positive COVID cases and they just don't feel comfortable playing, and there's a team out there that you can play, go play them. You have to go try to schedule somebody so we can get these games in. So they didn't. 
They made it say you can only play Big Ten teams. So now this is almost a slap in the face. It's like Nebraska's of the world and this and that who had some cancellations and they wanted to play somebody. Ohio State shouldn't be able to do that right now, but part of it, it's not Ohio State's fault. It's the Big Ten. It's They had no leadership. And like I said, this show's going to be all about college football. I'm going to go all over these tangents here, go down some rabbit holes and go here, go here, go here, but we're going to come back. The whole COVID thing, there was no leadership for the NCAA. Someone said we need a commissioner. Well, in my mind, for an NCAA commissioner, you have the president. The president should be the leader for this NCAA. Makes millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. And there was no leadership. It was more of, hey, guys, here's some guidelines. It's up to the conferences. That works in government. People don't know how government works. Their government is our parents. They're top dogs. They're there to help out the states when needed. They're there to try to help guide some things. They're there to be the overall voice. But at the same time, the states have to do things for themselves. That's kind of the approach the NCAA was coming with. But this isn't politics. This isn't the government. You are in charge of all these teams. There should have been some leadership. You should have met with all of them. Now, I get it. A part of it's like, okay, here's some guidelines. You kind of do your own thing. Everybody has their own regions. Everybody has their different states. Everybody has different things. I get it. I understand it. It is what it is. But there was no leadership. There was no, well, if this happens, this happens, this happens, or blah, 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 blah. And the reason why you saw the Big Ten and the Pac-12 not play is because each conference, for people that don't know, each conference has their own, like, doctors, their own, like, like in Illinois for high school, we have our own sports medicine, our own doctors that work with our governing body to kind of give us some guidelines and everything else. Same thing for the Big Ten, SEC, the Pac-12. Big Ten and the Pac-12, the doctors were saying that, you know, COVID numbers they didn't like, and then they said, oh, well, there's been studies for the athletes that there's been some heart conditions, like the, you know, like the breathing and all that. I, I, I'm paraphrasing, but a lot to do with that. But then you had the uh, ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 say, well, our doctors are not finding those studies. So there was this big thing, and this is where the conspiracy theories come in of what are you looking at? We're both looking at the same data. What are you talking about? So they said, we can play safely. We're going to do it. The Big 10 and Pac-12 said no. Well, then when they saw it could be done, it was being done safely, all of a sudden the Big Ten and Pac-12 said, oh, yeah, there's no more. Like, No, the numbers are not there for that, that study we did, so we're going to come back. So they didn't put Ohio State in a good situation. I think I blame Ohio State just because I don't like Ohio State. But at the end of the day, it's it falls back on the NCAA president. And then on the Big Ten leadership, there was no leadership. The way it was presented, the way it was said, it should have been worded. There is no minimum games to be in the Big Ten championship, or it should be like even if there was no minimum or like, okay, in case of cancellations, you know, this doesn't count against it. So if the minimum game was six, if you could play sixth grade, if it was canceled, then it doesn't mean you won them, but it doesn't hurt you. So then you look at the big, I don't know. It could have been done differently. It could have been no minimum games played, or you could have made it fair to where when a game gets canceled, you can go get somebody else. But again, this is kind of where there was no leadership for the NCAA because you would think the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the SEC, and the AC, and the Big 12 should all be on the same page. And then you got like Davos Cochwini's of the world who have very good points. He's been very outspoken lately about this is that they should not even be considered for the college because I think it was him, he said some things, and then there was other coaches that kind of said some things and said, you know, oh, I didn't know there was no minimum. If there was no minimum, I think it was the SEC, like the SEC uh, commissioner. 
he said, you know, like, I'm paraphrasing. Everything's paraphrased, guys. I'm sorry. I'm very fired up. Everything's going to be paraphrased and said that, you know, oh, I didn't know that there was no minimum games. If there was no minimum games, why did we schedule 10, 11, 12 games? Never would have done that. We only scheduled five or six. Maybe delayed the season a little bit. Or we could have been done before any numbers went up in the winter because flu season. So it was just no leadership. Everybody was kind of doing their own thing. I think the Big 12, the ACC and the SEC kind of were going off the same plan because they were going to play. Again, I'm just paraphrasing. I'm just guessing of what they did. It just kind of looks like they had the same plan. And then you've got the Big Ten trying to follow in, and it was just a mess. So the Big Ten could have worded it differently. They could have played, I think, but they were just wording things where it did not lead for something like this to happen, for all of us to be very outraged. And and so you got, like, Coach Sweeney. He said they shouldn't even be considered if Clemson were to lose against Notre Dame in the ACC championship game. The Clemson should still be considered for the playoff because they've played more games, and the only two teams they would have lost to was Notre Dame, who's going to be in it. And he has a fair point. He has a fair point. That's a fair point. So before I really, so that's my take. I think that Ohio State is not as good as I think they are. I think the offense is, and I think their box on their defense is good. I think their defensive line is very tough. They get off of blocks. They can maintain the line of scrimmage against the team. And that's the thing. Ohio State's only played like Indiana. No offense to Indiana. They're pretty good. That's only real competition you've played until you go play Northwestern this weekend. Other teams like the Clemsons have played better teams. I think Cincinnati almost has played better teams. Even though I'm not a fan of Cincinnati at all, I don't think they have any. I don't think they should be in there. They haven't played even. You know, it's like a BYU schedule if you want to really look at it for Ohio State. So I don't think they should be. I, a part of me, I don't know. I don't think they should. When you look at Ohio State, their 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 linemen play pretty good, and their two inside linebackers or three inside linebackers. If you look at it in the box, they play pretty well. I think that's the strength. Their corners and safeties are young. Because they had a lot of NFL players go off to the draft the last couple years that played in the uh, backfield or, you know, corners and safeties and all that. So, like, Indiana, after they got it going, really torched them. And even other teams like Penn State and stuff were completing passes. So you can't tell me that if they go up against a team that's going to pass it pretty good like Notre Dame can because they got tall wide receivers and tight ends. you got Clemson. you got Alabama. you got Florida when healthy. Texas A&M's could pass all over Ohio State. Could pass all over them. So people want to say that, you know, they're 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 really good and you want to talk about teams that shouldn't be in there and then Ohio State's better than this and this. I think Ohio State's offense can compete. I just don't know about their defense. So I'm gonna get into that who should be in the college football playoff, but uh Um I just don't think their defense and everything is that good. And uh I don't think they should be in the Big Ten t- uh, title game, but again, it's half and half. I don't think they should because of Four or five and zero, oh, wherever they are, I don't really care. Going up against, you know, maybe Indiana deserve more because they play more games, so and so. I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, but anyway, before I get going, uh, I know that during this COVID time and this quarantine time, people probably uh, you probably were like me and gain that COVID nineteen weight, and you know, some of us, if the gyms are open or we're out trying to pick up jogging or running, which sounds terrible, we we try to get back in shape. And I know the big thing is using supplements. And, you know, for about a year and a half, I, about a year and a half ago, I found a supplement company called Redcon One, who and their slogan is the highest state of readiness. And it's a great supplement company. It's um, the fastest growing company since 2018. And then last year, they were the vitamin shop winner. They've won a bunch of awards for their products, for their supplement products. 
And they have everything you can imagine, guys. They have your pre-workouts, which everybody wants with caffeine. They have other pre-workouts that have no caffeine. It's just more for the pump when you're lifting weights to get the blood flowing through the veins and to the muscles. They have energy-type drinks, these little energy drinks for pre-workouts or just to get you through the day, and they're very healthy for you. You don't have all the other stuff in it. Um, they have meal replacement bars. They have meal replacement, meal replacement powder that you can mix with in your blender with different things. Um, people can make pancakes out of them. You got everything, guys. It's not just for bodybuilders either or for powerlifters. It's for everybody, everyday life. You know, for me, I try to take this fat burner in the morning, which gives you some of your caffeine. It's pretty healthy for you. It helps try to make, when you're using energy, when you're going for a morning walk or just walking around at work or whatever, it's trying to, that, the fat burner tries to use the fat cells for energy, curves your appetite so you're not eating as much in the morning. You can use it as pre-workout. They got everything, guys. So go to, right. so in the, in the episode descriptions, there will be a link. Click on the link. There will be a code and you use the 20% off code. Now, Normally when you go to the website, they're a pretty good company where you go to the website and there is maybe better deals than 20% off. Sometimes they have buy one, get one free and use a, a specific code. Sometimes when you go on there, it might be 40% off. It might be 35% off and that's fine. As long as you use the link in the description, use that code in the website. That's perfectly fine. Just please make sure you put my first and last name in the referral box to help out the show. So please go to Redcon1, use the link in the description, use the code in the description to get your 20% off, and then if there's a better deal, just please make sure you still click the link to use it, you find the better deal, use the better deal, I'm not going to tell you not to do that, then just put my first and last name in the referral box, and then on top of that, Redcon1 uses um, Sezzle, which has payment options. So when you go to the checkout, the very last thing, it's going to say, do you want to pay the full price? Or Sezzle, which will break up your payments into four payments. So if you buy something for 50 bucks. You get the percentage off. It might end up being about, let's say your total is 40 bucks. It's going to come up and give you, you have to make a payment plan over so many weeks. They split it up. It's going to be about 10 bucks. You're good to go. So go, let's get back in shape, guys. Go use Redcon One Supplements. They have everything for you. So to continue what I was talking about, we're going to talk about the college football playoff. Right now, I think the, Top three, no matter what happens, needs to be Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. I think Alabama will be number one. Um, then it's just going to be depend on. Let me say this: I think it should be Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. But I don't know if Notre Dame will be the three seed or the two seed. It kind of depends on what happens. Some people are saying if Clemson even loses to Notre Dame, they kind of deserve to get in. I agree and I don't agree. I agree because I think they're one of the best teams. But the way it's set up, it doesn't look that way. I don't know if any two lost teams are going to get in. When Florida lost to LSU this weekend, that just blew the door off the hinges. Thank you, Coach West, for that statement. Of Ohio State just has the doors blown off for them to get into the playoff. If Florida would have beat LSU, I think, then it leaves the door a little bit cracked, but it doesn't open it for Ohio State. So I, I I would love to say that, well, let me put it this way. There's the first scenario. If Clemson beats Notre Dame in the ACC championship game, it's, it's going to be Clemson. I think Notre Dame still has to get in. They still have to get in because you beat Clemson earlier on in the year, and they look like one of the best teams. I don't care if people say someone said, you know, people are saying that Ohio State looks better than Notre Dame. I don't agree with that. 
I think Notre Dame looks more like an all-around team because you saw Justin Fields has played bad in a couple of these games throwing some interceptions. Notre Dame just chugs along. They don't have this fancy blowing offense. They just kind of do what they do. Their defense is very uh, simple. They keep things in front of them. That's a bend, don't break. They don't. They just keep keep everything in front and and all that. So, I think if Clemson beats Notre Dame, I think that Notre Dame should just get in automatically. They've let Alabama get in, not, not winning the SEC before with one loss or anything like that. So I think it needs to be in that situation: Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. And fourth seed's where the argument's going to come in. If Ohio State wins the Big Ten, they they probably get in just because of their name, which sucks. I don't think they should. Even if they win the Big Ten, I don't think they should. I think you need to put in Texas A&M because the only team they have lost to is Alabama. And they beat Florida, and Florida's playing Alabama in the national or in the SEC championship game. That's because they're on different sides of the SEC. But that's the only team they've lost to is Alabama. So I think you need to put Texas A&M in there. Some people are saying put Cincinnati. I'm not fully convinced, but maybe you do because they're undefeated. But maybe they deserve it more. I think Iowa State today is number six. I don't think you put them in. I don't think Ohio State should be, so I think it needs to be Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and then Texas A&M if Clemson beats Notre Dame. Now, let's say Notre Dame beats Clemson. I don't. I think Clemson should get in. Like, hey, if you're looking at overall best teams, the way they play, they go in. But it's not going to happen. So then in that scenario, it's going to be Alabama, Notre Dame, number one and two. And then you start looking at the others. And that's kind of where maybe Ohio State gets in. And then maybe that's where it becomes Alabama, Notre Dame, Texas A&M. And then you got to maybe put Ohio State in. And then that way, what is it? If one plays number four, Alabama plays Ohio State. And that's the only reason why. If Ohio State makes a college football playoff, I want them to play Alabama first. And I want Alabama to blow the doors off of them. I want Ohio State to only score maybe 17 points. I want Alabama to score 55, 58. I want Alabama to blow the doors off. I will try to email Nick, Coach Saban personally and everybody I can to say, if you have to play Ohio State first, I want you to blow the doors off of them. Because they don't deserve to be there. I don't think they're very good. But I think Alabama would blow the doors off of them. Ohio State probably couldn't score as much. And I don't think that... Oh, actually, I know for a fact they won't stop Alabama's pass game. That's just not going to happen. So I hope that... That's kind of what I think is going to happen in this college football playoff. But I think this is the time... Where... It's time to change college football playoff. If this isn't the... The the reason why I was created was so we could get away from the computer stuff. But the past... The first couple of times it's worked, and then the rest of the time it really hasn't worked. And this year, I know COVID, everything has changed, but it just really hasn't worked. And if this isn't proof that it hasn't worked, I don't know what's going to... If this isn't rock bottom, I don't know what what else rock bottom is going to be. So I think it's time to change it. And I know college football in a normal year, they all play about 12 games, I think. And then if you make your championship game, there's 13. And then if you do make the, then you get your bowl game or whatever. So you're playing, I don't know, 14 games a year, 14 to 15 games a year. Why can't we change it to where the team's kind of like in Division One AA where they play, I think, nine or 10 games. Then they got a playoff. Or why can't it be the top 23, top 22, top, you're just do the top 25. You got to make the top 25 and we make a playoff out of it. They only play 10 games a year. And then you make this playoff, the top 25 or whatever, and the first seed gets a bye. And if you're worried about money, NCAA, 
the people under the top 25 still still have your freaking bowl games. The top 25, could you imagine what's going to do for those schools? Could you imagine if you did the top 25 and Coastal Carolina had to host a playoff game? What would do for a school like that? Or any anybody else that's ranked like Appalachian State and stuff, what it would do for those schools. And then the schools under the top 25, you figure out a bowl game system. The top 25 do the home and away games for playoffs like everybody else. And then when you get to the Final Four, you do your Rose Bowl, your Orange Bowl, and all that, and you get the National Championship game. And you'd make a lot of money. It can be done. I don't know why they haven't done it. That's my solution. They need to go do it. So... Right now, I think it needs to be Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Texas A&M in the playoff. Some people say Florida. And that's where it's become interesting. Florida sent at two losses. Well, if they beat Alabama, which I don't think they will, but what if they do? Alabama then come. They should probably get in as the SEC championship game and, and played all these games, and they'd have two losses. So then you're looking at Florida, Alabama, Notre Dame. I think no matter what happens this week, I think Notre Dame gets in. And then either Texas A&M or Clemson. You're looking at three SEC teams and Notre Dame. It's crazy. But, yeah, I don't think Ohio State should get in. If they do, I hope it's Alabama first they have to play. I think if Ohio State gets in, they get at that four seed, and if one plays four, I really hope. Then Alabama blows the doors off of them. And then to end the show, there's been a couple coaching changes. Um... You know, Vanderbilt's coach was fired, but they hired somebody. They hired the uh, Notre Dame defensive coordinator. I'm going to mispronounce his name. Coach Clark Leah. Leah, I think his name is how you say it. Um, they hired him as Vanderbilt's head coach. Um, Notre Dame's had a pretty good defense over the past couple years. I think, you know, you bring in a defensive-minded coach to play in the SEC. You know, hopefully he turns things around. You know, I know Munkin's name was thrown around for there, but they went with a guy from a bigger school. You know, they won. The past couple years, so I think it's going to be a decent hire. We're going to find out. Oregon extended uh, Coach Cristobal's contract because um, Auburn fired Gus Malzahn, and uh, the thought was as soon as he like. So what happened was Coach Lovey Smith was fired from Illinois. Then later on in that day, I think it was later on in that day or the next morning, I can't remember. They fired Gus, and then like within a couple hours, it said Oregon is now in talks with Coach Cristobal for a contract contract extension. Because he was probably going to look at going to Auburn. That's a good job to go get. So right now you have um, Coach Beamer from Oklahoma. He's assistant coach there. Got hired at South Carolina. And now you have, um, right now Arizona's coach got fired. So right now you have Arizona's open. And this is just, like I said, guys, this is, not, this is the episode I'm just getting fired up about. You have Arizona open. You have Auburn open. And you have the University of Illinois, which is my team open. So right now Illinois fired Coach Levy Smith. Now, I never sit here and say fire anybody, but coach, there's someone going right with Illinois, so something had to change. And in the past five years, nothing had really changed. It kind of hurt. Recruiting kind of hurt because he, Coach Levy Smith, has forgotten more football than I'm ever going to know, but he was really focused on like Florida and all that recruiting, which is great, but you're the University of Illinois. You're not going to get some of those dudes. And then hearing some Illinois coaches come out here in high school, like I never saw Coach Smith in my office, but my kids got recruited by such and such and such and such from Division One. Why wasn't Coach Levy Smith in my office talking to this and that? So I think the, the state of Illinois is kind of feels like they're cut off from the University of Illinois, which is supposed to be, no offense to like any college, but that's supposed to be the school of the state, it's the University of Illinois. So Levy Smith was never in these offices. He then says, blah, blah. So you need, so I'm going to talk Illinois last. 
So Auburn right now is reportedly, I think they're talking to Coach Hugh Freeze. He's head coach at Liberty. He was head coach at Ole Miss, and he did some shady things. But he's kind of turned around. Liberty's winning. I know his name is brought up a lot for the Auburn job. I know Coach Meyer's name's been brought up for the Auburn job. Um, I can kind of see... I was kind of shocked they fired him. Auburn does owe Gus $21 million. And I think I think today or sometime this month, they have to pay him $10 million. So he's going to pay $10 million this month, and he's going to have $21 million. The next 11 is going to be spread out over a little bit. It depends on your standard. Auburn wasn't winning championship after championship, but what what's your standard? What's your standard to beat Alabama? Because he beat Alabama every other year, it seems like. So in a way, it was kind of like, okay, you haven't won a championship yet, so was it kind of like, Okay, we haven't won a championship yet. It's got to go. You're beating Alabama every year, and it's going to be hard to win a national championship at Alabama or at Auburn if you got Alabama right down the street. So the, it, he's a good coach. There's been some things that's gone on, but he's so close to just breaking through. So I don't know. It was kind of a weird fire. I kind of didn't see it happening. So the big name for him is Hugh Freeze. So it's kind of like you're going to bring in Hugh Freeze. Is he really going to do this crazy thing better than Gus? I have no idea. Maybe that's what they're hoping for. Hugh Freeze wouldn't be a bad one. I think he's going to be a better coach from what he what happened at Ole Miss. Um, is it too early to give him another chance? Maybe. Um, then the next one we're going to talk about is I would love to have Gus go to Illinois because Illinois can't pay him what Auburn was paying him, but Illinois still owes Lovey Smith, I think, a million dollars. But but money shouldn't be an object for Gus because you have the $10 million coming this month, and then over the next however long, you're going to get another $11 million. So for a place like Illinois, if you want to be proven that you're this great coach, go to Illinois. We have a great quarterback for you to fit in Gus's offense already, the wing tee spread offense. We have a Williams who can really run, and you work with him. I think he can fit in that offense. Money shouldn't be a problem because Illinois might be able to sit there and say, hey, we'll give you five years, I don't know, $3 million a year, $4 million a year, which for a guy like Gus, maybe not so much, but it's like, hey, we'll pay you so much money, and then... I'm sure boosters out of the woodwork for Illinois are going to come out of the wazoo there and try to pay him. And then he's going to be like, oh, money's no object because I have this, this, and this coming from Auburn. So, Gus, I'm voting for you to go to Illinois. But I've heard rumblings that Gus is going to go to Arizona. But that's the only coach I've really heard about going to Arizona is maybe Gus because it's the Pac-12. I don't know. He wants to stay down south somewhere or southwest. Stay in the warm weather. Champagne's going to be cold. Um, so, I don't know. But Illinois needs to put everything into the basket of getting Gus. You bring Gus in who can get some recruits with how great of an offensive mind he is to bring some of that staff with him and to compete in the Big Ten. I think he can get some recruits, bring that X's and O stuff to build a excuse me, to build a culture that he did at Auburn, I think could work. Illinois, though, you're hearing a lot of names. Um, Coach Munkin from Army, he is from Peoria, Illinois. The entire Munkin family is all over the state of Illinois, don't get me started. I know the ones from Charleston, Illinois. Um, and then some up here in the suburbs, you've got one that's coaching his offense coordinator at Georgia, and you've got another one in the NFL. They're all over the place. Coach Munkin has Illinois ties. He's coach, I think. At, where did he coach? I think Illinois State maybe or somewhere in Illinois. So he has Illinois ties. He can bring a culture, and that's what Illinois needs is culture, culture, culture. Yeah, he's going to probably bring the triple offense, the triple option offense in, but I don't think you're going to see the Army one. I think you're going to see a pistol type one. Kind of what was going on at Georgia Southern when he was there before they became Division One, So I think Munkin could be a good one. He would come into Illinois. He knows how to recruit Illinois. He has those ties. I think he would build an immediate relationship with high schools. He's got fam all over the place. Word of mouth. I think he could turn that around, I think. So I think Coach Jeff Munkin would be a good hire. 
Coach Sean Lewis at Kent State, I think, would be another great hire. He is from the Chicago suburbs. He played football at Wisconsin, so he knows the Big Ten. Uh, he coached at Eastern Illinois with Coach Babers when he was there and Jimmy G was there. I think he was a tight ends coach. Went with Coach Babers to Bowling Green. Then he went with Coach Babers to Syracuse, where he was the co-offensive coordinator. And then he became the head coach at Kent State a couple years ago, where I believe he was the youngest Division One head coach. He's fiery. And I'm not talking about just bringing that spread up tempo offense, but like, He's seen how Coach Babers can build a team. I know Syracuse is not doing hot right now, but he turned Eastern around. He got Bowling Green winning. And then Syracuse has been consistent until this year because they got a young team. He's seen how to do it. Kent State is winning games. Not a perfect record, but they're competing. They almost beat Illinois a couple years ago. So there's another guy that has State of Illinois ties, the Big Ten ties. I think he could do pretty good. So that's another name that they could bring in. Another name they keep bringing up is Urban Meyer, but I don't think – you know, talking about paying Gus, you're not going to be able to pay Urban Meyer. But Coach West said it best. Urban Meyer, you want to go down as one of the best coaches ever? If not already, he already is. But if you want to really put that in there, come to Illinois and win. But I don't think Coach Urban Meyer would come. And then another name hasn't really been thrown around. But it would be really cool to see Coach Campbell from Iowa State. Because he is all about culture. You saw where they when they beat, when they won um, last week or the week before, he said their players said it's five-star culture for beating five-star recruits. So I think Coach Campbell would come in and have that recruit or the, the culture building. He could recruit. Coach Nathan Shieldhouse is on his staff, and he was a running backs coach, but he might be a wide receivers coach now and helps out the offense. Coach Nathan Shieldhouse played football at the University of Illinois for Coach Ron Zook. Um, I believe he's the quarterback when Illinois beat RG3 and Baylor in a bowl game. He coached at Illinois for a little bit, and then he moved up to Iowa State to coach. So if you come down and bring him with you, maybe offensive coordinator, I don't know. I don't think Nathan Shieldhouse needs to be the head coach, but he can come down, and there's University of Illinois ties right there, and try to help recruit the state of Illinois. And then Coach Juice Williams is out there, and he or Juice Williams, who was quarterback for Illinois, and they beat Ohio State in 2007 when Ohio State was number one. He's been saying he's been coaching quarterbacks on the side. He's ready to get into coaching. So right there, maybe you hire him as a quarterback coach. There's another University of Illinois tie, and now you just get the staff that knows University of Illinois, could help recruit the state of Illinois, understands it. I believe I believe Juice Williams is from the suburbs too. So there's just other names. I think Illinois needs to go all in on Gus. Then after that, I think it needs to be Coach Munkin or Coach Campbell really pushed to try to get him. And then I think – Tied with that is Coach uh, Sean Lewis. People are like saying, nah, 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 nah. I think that could be a great hire. That could be a slam dunk hire too and really come in. So, I, I mean, I see Gus going to Arizona. I don't see him taking a year off, but I see him going to Arizona. If the South Carolina job was open, I think he would have jumped over there to stay in the SEC. But, yeah. So, there's my college football rant very quickly. I wanted to get some of my thoughts out there. So, Guys, thanks for watching or uh, listening to all the episodes. I really appreciate it. Thanks to all the coaches that have been on. You know, we're closing in on 100 episodes. We're getting there. I think we're out in the 80s. So please check out the weekly episodes. Um, And I'm going to see you guys next time. Mary 
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.